Welcome to the 963 Universal Frequency. I'm your host, Esther Clare, spreading awareness with an open heart, an open mind, living life and being free. And in this episode, I will be sharing the speeches by some of the activists against mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations. This protest was held on Saturday, the 16th of October, 2021 at Forest Chase, Perth City. There was a crowd of pragmatic supporters full of equanimity and I thought why not be a conduit to spread the awareness of these brave insurgent people who stood up in front of thousands to liberate themselves and reinforce freedom for others. Especially during this time where the majority of Australians are still lacking consensus objection and choosing to divide themselves, some with prejudiced thinking rather than questioning the system that defaults to force, misinformation and consumer propaganda to advertise vaccines. Australia's openness to being regulated is diminishing thanks to COVID-19 circumstances and the actions of authoritarianism. Better late than never. So please enjoy and share unto others to strengthen the unification of this cause. Unfortunately, telling the truth has now become weaponised, has become an offence under our government. And are we going to be pushed around by our government, ladies and gentlemen? All right. From a personal level. On the 5th of May 2017, I took my beautiful daughter to school. 5th of May 2017, I took my beautiful daughter to school as I've done so many times before, and I've never seen or spoken to her ever since. Not a word, nothing. Not allowed to have any contact with her. I haven't spoken to her. And I can't tell you why, because we do not have freedom of speech in this country. We do not. And the government and the authorities that are involved and in bed with the government have killed our right to free speech. Are we here to fight for our free speech, ladies and gentlemen? They tell us with COVID how it's terrible that people have been ripped from their families. Well, I've been ripped from my family, and I know so many other people have, by our government. Let's just put it that way and be very careful. Now, again, again, I have to be careful, but in my hand here, I have an interesting document. It's got nothing to do with what I've just said, nothing to do at all. But I have an interesting document I received personally yesterday from our Attorney General, Minister for Electoral Affairs, John Quigley. John Quigley, in writing with his own signature there, has refused me the rights to my own information. Freedom of information? Well, only if you're a member of the elite. And are we here for everyday Australians or are we here for the elite, ladies and gentlemen? Are we Australians? Do we care about other Australians? Do we support other Australians? Are we fighting for our right to free speech? Is it time that we told our governments, told McGowan, told the federal government, told all of the, the people in power that we're not going to be pushed around anymore? Australia, are we winners? Winners never Give up! Let me hear it from you! What was that? Did I hear? Never give up! Alright, now we have an expert 
in, well, basically constitutional law and the things that we need to know because knowledge is power, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very important, okay? So I'm going to bring a speaker up in just a moment. But before I do a quick little word, I would like to hear the voices of our FIFO. Make some noise, FIFO! Now you guys are being pushed around and we don't accept that. So our FIFO, how about we go, we will strike! 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 Now I just wonder, will they hear us we will strike! We will strike! We will strike! Let's see. Let's see if they'll finally listen to us or if you'll just get pieces of paper like this that tell you that no, you do not have a freedom of right. Freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom to your own bodies. Ladies and gentlemen, why are we here? I would like to invite up to the stage an absolutely wonderful gentleman who knows, as I say, so much about our law and our rights. It is super important you listen to uh, these incredibly important words. Put your hands together for Professor Augusto Zimmerman. Thank you. And look, it is uh, amazing to see so many people today. We are building up the momentum for something really, really substantial to take place in this nation. And you will start in Western Australia. We are going to speak truth to power. I just have one concern about what Aaron said about the elites. They are not. They are an oligarchy, parasitical group who have no respect for our rights and your freedoms. And we are going to tell them that they have to respect the laws and the rights that we have inherited that come from the constitution of this country and is based also on the common law, rights and traditions that we have inherited. But above all, you are here because you love the people of this country and you want to see change. You want to see action. It's time for a lawful right to resist tyranny. It's time to resist tyranny. They don't have the right to treat you like that. We are going to say that's enough is enough. And I want you guys to have the sense that you are in the right, right time. You are right in history. And history is in your side. Because... We are in telling the people of this country that they are not left alone. We are all brothers and sisters here. Yeah. And you are going to have this amazing time to tell the whole world that we are not allowing them to oppress us anymore. Enough is enough, no more tyranny. The rights and freedoms that we have will be protected and we will be resisting. We have the lawful right to resist tyranny. Thank you for your presence. God bless you. Let's fight for freedom.
I would encourage you to look him up on Facebook because the information that you'll find there on all other platforms is absolutely invaluable. All right, our next speaker is Professor John Gideon Hartman, who has got some information against crimes against humanity. Now, are we ready to give him a big round of applause? Yeah, right, right. The current pandemic was produced and perpetuate, perpetuated by the deep state establishment through the use of a, a virus engineered in a PLA-connected Chinese bio-warfare laboratory with the aid of the American taxpayers' dollars and French expertise. Yep. This research was conducted under the absolutely ridiculous euphemism of gain-of-function research which is supposedly carried out in order to determine which viruses have the highest potential for zoonotic spillover and to preemptively vaccinate or guard against them. Gain of function or gain of threat research, also known as dual use research of concern, is bioweapon research by another friendlier sounding name simply to avoid the taboo of calling it what it actually is. It was, has always been bioweapon research. People who are conducting this research fully understand that they are taking wild pathogens that are not infectious to humans and making them more infectious, often taking grants from mil military think tanks, encouraging them to do so. These virologists conducting this type of research are enemies of their fellow man. Yeah. This, yeah. like pyromaniac firefighters, gain-of-function research has never produced, never protected anyone from any pandemic. In fact, it has now started one, meaning its utility for preventing pandemics is actually negative. It should have been banned globally, and the lunatics performing it should have been put in straitjackets yeah. and, yeah. and sent to the asylum a long time ago, yeah. either through a leak or in intentional release from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a SARS strain deadly to age and infirm people is now endemic across the globe after the WHO and CDC and public officials first downplayed the risks and then intentionally incited a panic and lockdowns that jeopardise people's health and their livelihoods. Now those are the people that should be charged with incitement. The pandemic response was planned years ago. All they needed was an excuse. They failed with the earlier efforts, like with the so-called epidemics of H1N1, MERS, and the first SARS, but this one they could not let go to waste. They believe they can get away with this by weaponizing the social stigma of vaccine refusal, creating a new class called the unvaccinated. You see my star here? It says unvaxxed. Yeah! I proudly join the class of the unvaccinated. Yeah! 
their motives are clear and obvious to anyone who's been paying attention. These megalomaniacs have raided the pension funds of the free world. Wall Street is insolvent and has had an ongoing liquidity crisis since the end of 2019. The aim now is to exert total control, full spectrum, physical, mental, financial control over humanity before we realise just how badly we've been extorted by these maniacs. They plan total control over those who survive the mass extermination over the next four years from these bioweapons called vaccines, in addition to the culling through engineered wars, engineered starvation, and more engineered diseases. All this started in 2020 with a goal of 95% depopulation of the world by 2025. This means digital identity for all. It'll keep all your personal and health records as well as control all your finances in a cashless society. It will mean total surveillance and loss of all bodily autonomy. You will have no freedom, but you will be relegated to a form of serfdom if we let them get away with it. The pandemic and its response served multiple purposes for the globalists, concealing a financial depression brought on by the usurious plunder of our economies by the rentier capitalists and absentee owners who produce absolutely nothing of any value to our society. Then these globalists and their stooges got to stand up on television and paint themselves as wise and all-powerful saviors instead of the marauding cabal of despicable land pirates that they are. Two, destroying small business and eroding the middle class, transferring uh, trillions of dollars of wealth from the middle class into the pockets of billionaires and special interests. Engaging in insider trading, stock buying in biotech companies and shorting brick and mortar businesses and travel companies with the aim of collapsing face-to-face -face commerce, tourism, and replacing it with e-commerce and servitization. That's modern slavery. That's the plan while those uh, uh, billionaires get even richer. Creating a trigger for war with China, encouraging us to attack them, wasting our lives and treasure, and driving us to the brink of nuclear Armageddon. Establishing technological and biosecurity frameworks like vaccine passports, digital identities, for population control, technocratic socialist smart cities where everyone's movements are despotically tracked, in all in anticipation of widespread automation, joblessness and food shortages by using the false guise of a vaccine to compel cooperation. Any one of these things would constitute a vicious rape of Western society. Taken together, they beg a belief. They are a complete inversion of the most treasured values. It would have to be the biggest crime ever committed on mankind. What is the purpose of all this? To establish one satanic 
world, one world government and cashless society in their new world order. I assume you don't want to be part of that. Globalists are trying to erase the upward mobility of large segments of the population, cult political opponents and other undesirables. I think that's us. Like in Nazi Germany, they eliminated those considered life not worthy of life. They put the remainder of humanity on a tight leash, rationing out access to certain goods and services that they deemed high impact, such as use of automobiles, tourism, meat consumption, and so on. Naturally, they will continue to have their own luxuries as part of the strict caste system akin, akin to feudalism. Just like you saw in that movie series, The Hunger Games. Remember that one? The rich were well off, but everyone else was begging and, and fighting for food. We see this now already. One rule for them and another rule for us. Why aren't judges and politicians compelled to get facts if the rest of the population are? Why are they doing this? Simple. The globalists are neo-Malthusians and believe that we are overpopulated and the resource depletion will collapse civilization in a matter of a few short decades. I was personally, this is to my shame, I was personally uh, involved in some way of this in the planning stages. I attended a Club of Rome meeting at the uh, Flinders University in 1972, where the globalist plan was discussed to reduce the world population and reduce the demand on the world's resources. That is, to save the planet for themselves. So this has been going on a long time. That's 50 years now. Even if the planet is overpopulated, and I'm not saying it is, and we are consuming too many resources, orchestrating such a gruesome and murderous power grab in response to a looming crisis demonstrates that they are nothing, they have nothing but the utmost contempt for their fellow man. To those who are participating in this disgusting farce without understanding what they are doing, we have one word for you. Stop. You are, causing, you are causing irreparable harm to your country and to your fellow citizens. And this applies to most countries around the world. To those who may hear this warning and have full knowledge and understanding of what they are doing and how it will unjustly harm millions of innocent people, I have one thing to say to you who are committing these crimes. God will damn you to hell. You will not succeed in destroying our freedoms. You will not have your new world order. Your great reset will fail. We will make certain of that. We have God on our side and he's already told us that he wins in the end. And you cannot defeat God. To the rest of us who are victims of in this crime, I say do not lose hope. 
you have the creator of the universe on your side. We may suffer for a little while. We may suffer for a little while, but God has told us that he will defeat all evil and send the perpetrators to hell. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We're not crazy. All these people here can't all be crazy at the same time. They're the ones that are crazy. Don't let fear rule your life. You are indeed free. Your, that freedom was given you by the living God, not by earthly rulers not by Marxist Mark or any of them. Just put your trust in his son, Jesus Christ, and no Luciferian dictator can hurt you. Jesus was crucified on a cross, but rose again three days later in victory. I mean, that's pretty tough going. He actually died, but he got victory. Death could not defeat him. And as a result, you can have your own personal great reset which no politician can take from you don't take the mark of the beast but take the mark of god it's one or the other this is the stand we need to take to win this but it may cost you your life that's right thank you Fantastic stuff, a lot of information there. And the great thing is, remember to use your social media and look up these people who are giving speeches, chase that information, read it yourself. Don't just go to social media, look at other avenues as well. It's important to educate yourself, ladies and gentlemen, because right now, could I ask the media, where is our mainstream media again? Do you guys want to come down and have a talk? Ask some questions. Come on down! crickets personally but there you go all right why tell the truth when a damn good narrative will do the trick right who needs facts all right I need facts and I need the freedom of speech I need the freedom of movement and I need the freedom to decide what happens to my body and my family that's what I'm here for and I hope you're here for the same reason ladies and gentlemen We may disagree on particular issues, but we have the right to share them, discuss them. Remember when Australians used to have conversations with each other, when we talk, and you know what? Hey, we could do this thing called agree to disagree. But no, they don't want that. They want to separate us into two societies. And we're not here for that, are we? Hell no, absolutely. Now, we have some whistleblowers here that would like to speak, and I'm gonna give them opportunity in just a second. But first, I want to tell you, we don't give up, ladies and gentlemen. So we will be back on the 20th of November for the next rally. Mark it in your calendars now. Bring a friend, bring 10 friends. Let's get every possible Australian who still, I'm sorry to break this, Mr. McGowan, but we have a brain, okay? We don't need to grow one, mate, because we've got them. And the fact of the matter is, bring other people who have got brains into this group 
and let them fight for freedom just like you wonderful, wonderful people here today. Thank you so much. You're amazing. All right. With that, speaking of amazing people, we have the amazing Rosemary who's just popping up. Here she is, a nurse of over 50 years. Big round of applause. Sisters, before we start, I want to call out Mark McGowan for calling us anti-vaxxers. We are not anti-vaxxers. As a nurse, I had all the vaccinations that were required. I had my TB injection, my smallpox injection, one of each, I might tell you. And I've never had to have another one, and I've never had TB, and I've never had smallpox. What we're about, Mr McGowan, is we are anti-mandatory medical treatments. I also call him out for calling us in the media Nazis, Fascists? Do we look like Nazis? Do we look like fascists? This is one of the most good-natured, happy groups of people that it has ever been my privilege to be among. Nurse. I've been registered and worked as a nurse for 56 years in November. I stood down from my position two weeks ago because I had a letter from the Director General, who I wouldn't know if I fell over him, writing to me, Dear Rosemary, and then the mandate, Tier 1 tier two, tier three, and the date on which we must have had our first vaccination or no job. And worse than that, if I was to be found on any health facility at all, short of being a patient, I would be fined $20,000. there has been no communication at all from the CEO of my hospital or the director of nursing of my hospital, only from the hierarchy. Mr McGowan knows very well he has no authority to mandate this medical treatment. that he stood over the Director-General of Health and ordered him to mandate it under the Public Health Act. Now, I want to tell you that the whole foundation for my career in nursing was some very, very fine nurses, the vast majority 
of whom were, as was customary in those days, females. And I admired them and I respected them for how hard they worked to make hospitals safe places, to raise the quality of nursing, to raise the profession, and also to raise the Australian Nursing Federation. If those nurses were alive today, I know we would not be in this situation. They would not tolerate it. The Director General could send out whatever mandate he liked, but they would have done their homework, they would have known what they were facing, and they would have stood their ground and said, I can't spare any nurses. You are not going to bring this in. My nurses are not going to be forced to have medical treatments that they don't want. Sadly, those people are no longer with us, and I pray for their happy repose. The people that we've got now who call themselves nurses as directors of nursing and CEOs and things like that are no more nurses than a dog. It's a very long time since they were near a bedside. They are political toys. They will do what the political bosses tell them to do. They sold their souls! Yeah. The state of health in this state and I believe across Australia, is absolutely abysmal. All the choices are made on political grounds. They never use their brains. For instance, when my hospital was being rebuilt some 20 years ago in a growing suburb, I said to somebody, I hope they are building for the future. And somebody said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just hope they're not just replacing the beds they've got. I hope they're building with a view to the fact that suburbia is growing up here and is growing up over there, and in another few years, we're not going to have the capacity. And guess what? Within the year, they were having to enlarge the emergency department. And half our problem in our hospitals today with ramping and all the things that other people get the blame for is because there are not sufficient beds, let alone sufficient staff, to look after the number of people who are sick. So on top of that, we get a mandate that you must be vaccinated by a certain date or you have no job. They can spare us. They don't need us. Well, why is it that I keep getting messages all the time, am I available for this shift, that shift, and the other shift? Why are our hospitals short-staffed? Was I any less safe to be looking after patients on Friday the 1st of October as I was on Thursday the 30th of September. As I heard a general practitioner say recently, this is not science. And Dr. Judy said the same thing. Science is open. 
Science is talking about things, discussing, disagreeing, changing your viewpoint, <coughs> making adjustments. As health professionals, we're not allowed to talk about it. We know what the set narrative is, and we're supposed to stick to that. Opera has been mentioned already. When we were young nurses, we thought ARPA was all about, well, it was the Nurses' Registration Board in those days, and we thought it was all about sort of looking after nurses. And we were told very firmly, no, the Nurses' Board is not about you. It's about protecting the public from you. It's about making sure that you are a safe practitioner to look after the public. Well, one thing that ARPA is not doing is not looking after you. They fall in with the narrative, and I can be deregistered for standing here and saying that. It is a complete mystery to me how people with university training, supposedly a step above the plebs, can all have fallen over like dominoes yeah. and accepted the narrative about this virus. You've got the Australian Medical Association. You've got the Australian Nursing Federation. You've got APRA. All these people have just fallen into line. And we, who go out there and make a study of these things, because we have a right to know what's going on to look after our families and our children, we're not allowed to say anything. And we have to do as we're told. But it's our children and they're our responsibility. So rallies like this are as much about informing the public and keeping them abreast of the real science, what is really going on. And believe you me, COVID is not a medical issue. So stand together, people. Come out every time there's a rally. The politicians are supposed to be our servants. And they are treating us as we, if we are their serfs. Not anymore. person who has cared for our community for over 50 years, right there at the coalface. Give her a huge, huge round of applause. That's a real Now others that uh, theoretically are here to serve us, we have spoken to the media in the break. I would uh, like to put that forward. Now I want to just ask you all, are we here, are we the Freedom family? Are we a family here? Are we accepting? Are we loving? Yeah. Are we here to protect the people that we love? Yeah. Are we here to stand up for all Australians? Yeah. No matter what their colour, their gender, their anything. Yeah. Are we here for all Australians? Yeah. 
right we are. And with that love, I must tell you that the media from, I believe it was the ABC, said that they wouldn't actually come over because, quote unquote, they feel threatened. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm a big make love not war, I'm a teddy bear, so you know, hey. But, uh, alright. I didn't realise I was putting out those kind of vibes. Alright. So, with our media, ladies and gentlemen, I love that sign over there. Misinformation. It's seven, it's nine, it's the ABC, it's ten. Do you know what? Have we had enough of fake news? Have we had enough of a fake narrative rather than the facts? Well, it's time you told them. It's time you told them. Ladies and gentlemen, why are we here? Why are we here? Ladies and gentlemen, we have one other speaker and then we're going to get some entertainment. Alright, so with that, first and foremost, we'll see you next month. The 20th of November uh, will be the next rally. Get on your socials and find out. Make sure you come, make sure you bring your friends. But right now, I'm I look very excited to hear from this gentleman. I haven't spoken before, but it's a great, it's a great thing with diversity to bring people from other cultures uh, to, to basically... Oh, look, join our wonderful family here, the Freedom Family. So with that, I want to invite up Muhammad Al-Tef. Give him a big round of applause, representing the Muslim community. Thank you very, very much. Dear people, peace be with you all. I thank Almighty God for the ability to be here today. I am originally from India, but have been living, working, and paying taxes in Australia for the past 25 years. Neither am I an anti-vaxxer, nor am I a vaccine hesitant. I am for safe and effective vaccines. I only got involved in these things since the lockdown started early last year. Because as many of you would agree, we could see right from the beginning that some things were not normal and still aren't. Strange things were happening and still are. Things were not adding up. Early treatment medications were being prevented and still are. So it is common sense that anyone who is awake alert and thinking would definitely be concerned and start to investigate. And that is what I did. An injection doesn't become safe and effective if those who produced it say so. Or if 
the media, politicians or celebrities say so. Also, it doesn't become safe and effective even if it is packaged with a gift or bribe, ice cream, yeah? or incentive, or even threats for that matter. Its safety and effectiveness has to be proven scientifically, ethically, and transparently. I would like to repeat that. Its safety and effectiveness has to be proven scientifically, ethically, and transparently. So dear people, one of the core teaching of my religion, Islam, is to enjoin good and forbid evil. What this also means is, even if those who are not Muslim are doing good, I should be supporting it. And that is why I am here for. Therefore, dear people, I would like to thank the organizers and volunteers for all their efforts in making such events happen. I would like to thank the alternate media and the whistleblowers for their courageous efforts to bring the alternative news and views plus the truth to us. When a political leader got a jab on camera few months ago, I read a local leader saying, I take my hat off. What I say is, we should take our hats off for people of integrity. We should take our hats off for people of consistency. We should take our hats off for people who are not afraid to stand up and fight for truth and to protect their basic rights. And you and I know very well who these people are. So hats off to them. Finally, dear people, challenges ahead are huge, as we know. So no matter what backgrounds we come from, let us unite together. We are now all Australians. So let us move forward. Let us unite and move forward together. I ask Almighty God to help and guide us all. Amen. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Thank you very, very much. Huge round of applause. This is not an easy thing to do. That was fantastic. Fantastic. All right, we're going to get into the entertainment, but before we do, I want to thank each and every one of you individually for being here. You rock, ladies and gentlemen. Give yourselves a huge round of applause. Can I hear an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Are we here to 
to support West Australians, Australians and the world. Damn right we are. And with that, we have a worldwide freedom rally coming up on the 20th. Be part of it, be here. And uh, we will make sure that, uh, or maybe McGowan may grow a brain. Who knows? He may even listen to us, God forbid. Because sometimes it might be important for us to explain to him that he works for us. He works for us. He works for us. He works for us. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you are absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for everything today. Also, I want to thank...